Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you could have been anywhere else in the world tonight, but you are right here with us at the magical TTA Studios as we present DCN This Week, your weekly news and information show provided to you by the Disney Crew for the week of July 6th, 2018. On tonight's show, we have an in the news segment that tries really, really hard. We celebrate the Wilderness Lodge with a check the narrative that demystifies the mystique. We take a couple moments for us that, yes, hits that sweet Wilderness Lodge refrain. Grab your trusty steed and saddle up. And then we'll see the return of our old friend, Barry. So settle in, grab a drink. You just may learn something. All on DCN this week. Good evening. Thank you for joining us for your DCN This Week show. I'm your host, Tommy. Joining me tonight on the TTA Studios desk is Brooke. Good evening, Brooke. Good evening, Tommy. We'll also have a special report from DCN correspondent, Michael. Michael, are you with me? Yes. All right, let's check what's happening in the news. Our top story tonight, Toy Story Land has officially opened in Walt Disney World's Hollywood Studios. It's been an instant success as the new attraction Slinky Dog Dash hit record posted wait times, with people waiting close to six hours in the blistering Florida heat. It was reported that the Disney bloggers and lifestylers on hand were severely out of breath and sweating profusely. And then they got in line. In Burbank, there's a rumored movement happening amongst Disney executives to cut their salaries by 5% to redistribute those earnings to other employees. Except for Bob Iger. He won't be cutting his salary. But in all fairness, it would take Iger at least a few months to figure out what 5% of his salary would be anyway. In Imagineering news, Disney released footage this week of an all-new, lifelike animatronic robot called the Stunttronic which can move like a human, make real-time decisions, and leap 60 feet into the air while performing acrobatic moves. When asked for comment, Ron Howard said, Big deal, I made a Star Wars movie that bombed at the box office. In You're Too Old Anyway news, Lucasfilm has pushed back the release of Indiana Jones 5. It was originally scheduled to release in 2020, and as of yet, a new date has not been announced. It has been reported that the filmmakers can't get the script to work. Upon hearing that the script wasn't working, CEO Bob Iger suggested, hey, have you tried turning the script off and then back on again? In Walt Disney World, Disney announced this week that a new show-style attraction will debut in 2019 at Disney's Hollywood Studios. The new attraction will be called Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. It will be located inside the largely underutilized Sunset Showcase building on Sunset Boulevard that remains vacant for most of the year. When reached for comment, the Sunset Showcase building said, Yeah, it's good to have some regular use, but a car show? Eh, I'll have to wait and see. Meanwhile, across the park, when he heard about it, the Wonders of Life Pavilion said, Oh, shut up, Sunset Showcase. Get off your high horse. At least you get to do something. 
New concept art was revealed for Mickey's Runaway Railway coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios next year. It looks incredible. Go check it out if you haven't. This is lining up to be a real winner. We'd sure love media credentials for this one. Oh wait, we did those Iger jokes again. <sighs> Come on guys, enough already. You're better than that. Mr. Iger, Bobby, can I call you Bobbers? Bobbers, we love you and we hope you never retire. Media credentials, please. The Disney Parks Play app debuted this past week. Guests can activate the app in the parks to initiate trivia, games, or other items that can be activated in different queues or areas of the park. According to Senior VP of Digital Guest Experience, Vivek Sharma, it's the next step in how we innovate digital technology to enhance the guest experience in the parks. DCN reached out for clarification on specific ways it could enhance the guest experience, and a Disney correspondent replied with, no, the app cannot change Florida weather or detonate nearby ECVs. Last week, more than a thousand Disney cast members were treated to a free 45-minute yoga class in front of Cinderella's Castle in Walt Disney World before the park opened. Cast members lined up all around the hub and down Main Street, USA. Cast members were shocked that the event was free, that it is until they realized the maintenance staff had recently been downsized and the yoga mats they were given were sham wows. And now it's time for... Barry, the super fanatical Disney fanboy, tries to make a room reservation at the Grand Californian, but gets way too into the on hold music. Yeah, you know what? Let's let's just live a little. Um, go ahead and upgrade me to one of those bedroom suites. Yeah, one bedroom. My wife really likes her reality TV going nonstop, but I need my beauty rest. <laughs> of course, of course I do. Wait, so it's more? How how much? Uh, how much more? Sure. Yeah, I'll hold. <sighs> hold, sure, put me on hold. Oh. Explore that shore up above. Oh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, but my radio was on, I think. Listen, could you put me back on hold for a minute? Yeah, just, just for a minute. Thanks. Part of that world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Sorry, my radio was on again. Yeah, no. No, you know what? I don't want the room. I'm fine. And that was Barry, the super fanatical Disney fanboy, tries to make a room reservation at the Grand Californian, but gets way too into the on-hold music. And there's your news, everybody. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I hope you brought your trusty steed, because here's your moment for us.
Welcome back to your DCN This Week show, and now, our e-ticket attraction. This week, our e-ticket attraction is a segment we like to call Check the Narrative, in which we give you the full canon backstory that Imagineers have created for your favorite Disney attractions or places. This week, our subject is the Wilderness Lodge. Let's check in with our DCN correspondent, Michael. One of the most outstanding facets of Disney is theming. Attractions, hotels, restaurants, and bars. Everything Disney creates has a theme, and that theme tells a story. The Wilderness Lodge in Walt Disney World is one such resort that has fantastic theming, that tells a rich story that draws you in. It makes you feel transported to another time, another place. A bygone era that was at once tranquil and audacious. In the early 1800s, in the majestic Pacific Northwest of America, Colonel Ezekiel Moreland discovered a beautiful valley nestled between the stately, soaring mountains. This is Colonel Moreland's story as recorded in the Silver Creek Star. Colonel Ezekiel Moreland was a veteran of the War of 1812. A recently widowed man and retired from the military, he was inspired by the accounts of Lewis and Clark. So he set out on a westbound expedition in the year 1823, starting from the Missouri River and traveling northwest. He brought with him a large group of daring adventurers, all of whose boldness knew no end. However, danger quickly found a way to disrupt the colonel's plans. The adventurers met an insurmountable stampede of buffalo that demolished nearly all their provisions while the expedition was only less than 100 miles from where they began. The men, devastated and sour, staggered back to Missouri and gave up. Moreland was determined to not let this setback dampen his spirit of adventure, and he wrote in a letter to his daughter Genevieve, I take to the wilderness alone. The good earth will provide me with everything I need to survive. I have my gun. I have my courage, and I have my determination. What need I of anything else, especially of cowardly scoundrels who turn a shin in the face of the smallest adversity? During his explorations, Moreland stumbled across a wilderness paradise that captured his imagination and heart. He described the location in a letter to his daughter as, a tranquil valley along the shores of a splendid lake a cathedral of trees that touch the sky, a stream that glitters with radiant light, rocks and minerals of every color and description. I call this sweet valley Silver Creek Springs. Local legend told of the Fire Rock Geyser. The Colonel learned the legend from the Indian elder known as Running Elk. That first winter Moreland spent in the valley was an unforgiving one. Initially, making camp on the shores of the lake seemed like a good idea to the colonel. But as the winter rolled in, he realized that he had to move. According to the Silver Creek Star, Colonel Moreland, looking for a better location and warmth, 
driven by a common sense and a desire to get warm, moved closer to the hot springs. One morning he was surprised by the arrival of an Indian hunting party that for many generations had used the same spot for heat as well. Colonel Moreland offered them food and friendship, and the Indians repaid his hospitality by teaching him the history of the land. Moreland made friends and in return was told the tale of the area. The legend was that during one especially bad winter, an Indian hunting party had been trapped in the valley by excessive snow. They built a fire and were forced to keep it burning continuously. After five days, the rock beneath them began to crack and tremble. The next day, the trembling became even greater, and as they placed another piece of wood on the fire, the earth opened up, and a great pillar of hot, steaming water erupted upwards, launching a nearby teepee high into the air like a skyrocket. The frightened group ran out of the valley telling all they met to avoid the location where they had angered the earth with their wasteful use of continuous fire. Colonel Moreland was able to collect beaver pelts and other furs from the fertile valley that he used to amass a sizable fortune. He returned to St. Louis to make preparations to return to Silver Creek Springs. Sometime later, he came back to the valley to settle the area and establish a colony, this time bringing with him his daughter Genevieve, whom he affectionately called Jenny, and her traveling companion, a fresh-faced Austrian artist, Frederick Alonzo Gustav whose dream it was to capture in his art the beauty of this new frontier. The small party grew and grew over the years, eventually creating the Wilderness Lodge we know today. The succinct history can be found in the Silver Creek Star, which tells the story this way. Using the small fortune her father had raised from the fur trade, they brought out a crew of men from St. Louis and had a small lodge built near the freshwater spring. Jenny would remain in Silver Creek Springs for the remainder of her life. She established a preservation area in her father's honor where others could enjoy the natural beauty of the wilderness. The Wilderness Lodge welcomed artists, scientists, and nature lovers of all kinds over the years. As the number of visitors grew, the lodge expanded to accommodate them. Eventually, they added rooms that grew around the spring, making it part of the Wilderness Lodge. The young artist Gustav immediately found inspiration in the exceptional surroundings. He set up his easel on a rocky ledge that provided the best possible views, and there he drew his brush across the canvas and began. What happened next is recorded in an article in the Silver Creek Star. No sooner had the brush touched the canvas than the ground began to tremble. The artist quickly grabbed his seat and managed to keep his easel from falling. After the tremors had subsided, he looked to the Colonel and Jenny and smiled assuredly. You see, Colonel, I am something of a frontiersman myself. Only the Colonel knew what lay in store. The tremor was only a warning. The explosion of the geyser was sudden and swift. The sound of so much water being propelled to such a height was earth-shattering. As expected, and unexpected, the easel, the artist, and all his supplies tumbled over the ledge. Gustav survived the fall, and despite its obvious dangers, the ledge became his favorite place from which to paint. 
The ledge soon became a favorite of other artists as well, such men as Albert Bierstadt and Thomas Moran, who soon flocked to the area in search of the perfect landscape. Years later, when the lodge was finished, a formal dining room was built on the exact location and was aptly named Artist Point. The lodge is filled with tales from this time that lead to the creation of various aspects of the Wilderness Lodge. Stories such as Artist Point, Territory Lounge, and the original cabin that Colonel Moreland used is now the boat and hike rental building, but perhaps most of all, no one will ever forget the creation of the Silver Creek Swimming Pool and its creator, the wily Georgie McGregor. Georgie McGregor was a devious and unlucky prospector. He arrived in the valley in 1852 seeking his fortune. According to the Silver Creek Star, even if old Georgie was a few logs shy of a full load in the common sense department, he was nevertheless cunning. When he approached the wilderness lodge, he presented himself not as a prospector, but as a cook. The frontier at this time did not have a surplus of chefs, so such skills were highly valued. The lodge had become a gathering place for artists, naturalists, and others, and Jenny thought old Georgie would be a welcomed addition. She offered old Georgie a room in the lodge in exchange for his services. He responded, Now, Miss Jenny, I reckon the best place for me is yonder, by that thar stream. That aways I won't bother any of your guests, and I'll be closer to the trout. I can clean the pans easier that aways too. Jenny uncovered Georgie's game when she came to his camp and discovered cooking pans filled with water and silt from the stream that he was using to pan for gold instead of cooking. Jenny quickly hired a new cook, a former army sergeant, but that did not stop Georgie who stayed on doing odd jobs like serving breakfast to guests. That is until he got himself in trouble again. This according to the Silver Creek Star. On a supply run to the trading post for cooking utensils and fishing gear, Georgie returned with two crates. He took one to the kitchen and the other he carted off to his cabin. Old Georgie was cooking up one last plan to uncover his fortune. The next morning, old Georgie doggedly served breakfast and slipped away quietly to his cabin. The guests were still gathered around the table discussing how much better the food tasted when all of a sudden a tremendous explosion shook the very foundation of the lodge, knocking them to the floor. After collecting themselves, they scrambled down the stream in a panic. Where the stream once flowed gently over rocks was now a cavernous, smoldering hole deep in the earth. Old Georgie was nowhere in sight. His cabin was splintered and roofless. The group stood in silent amazement at the damage around them. A faint voice was heard from above. Old Georgie had blown himself 20 feet up in a pine tree, black as tar and barely conscious. A box labeled dynamite stood under the tree. It was the last time old Georgie ever looked for gold or silver, and the cratered pool he blew into the ground serves as one of the fondest recreational pastimes at the lodge.
Unfortunately, the Silver Creek Star, where this story can be found, is no longer given to guests when they check into the hotel. It's sad that the history of the lodge may never get retold. However, much like the men and women did in the days of Colonel Moreland, we can do our part and pass the stories down to the next generation, helping them to appreciate the wonder and beauty of the lodge. The Wilderness Lodge has a vibrant and storied history, one that not only influenced the architecture and landscaping, but one that shapes the very fabric of what it means to be there, to walk in its hallways, sleep in its rooms, or stroll through the trails around the buildings. There is a history in the air that feels lived in, magical, intrepid. It makes the Wilderness Lodge feel so much more than just a resort. It's an adventure. And now it's time for Barry, the super fanatical Disney fanboy, tries to follow another guest into the old faithful club at the Wilderness Lodge, but gets caught at the last second. Excuse me. Sorry, I was just trying to get through here. Am, am I a club level guest? Of course, I'm a club level guest. What a question. <laughs> uh, room key? Yes, I certainly do have one of those. Thank you for asking. Uh, show it to you? You know, I'd love to, but I can't right now because there is a PBNJ shooter in that club with my name written all over it. So kindly stand aside, my good sir. I just need to... Oh, I have to show you my room key. Listen, my good man. You and I both know that I belong here. <laughs> do I look like someone who wouldn't be in the Old Faithful Club. I mean, I have club level written all over my face. Take a gander. Huh. W yes, these pants are Dockers. How did you... Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 don't close the door. Anne, come on. And that was Barry, the super fanatical Disney fanboy, tries to follow another guest into the Old Faithful Club at the Wilderness Lodge, but gets caught at the last second. And now, why don't we take another moment for us?
Thank you all for joining us on your DCN This Week show. A pleasure having you with us, but sadly, now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Tune in next week for more news, facts, information, and jokes that don't only have something to say, but are also kind of funny. Proud of you. Good night, everybody. Oh, wait, we did those Iger jokes again. Come on, guys. Enough already. You're better than that. Mr. Iger, Bobby, can I call you Bobbers? Bobbers. <laughs> sorry. And we hope you never retire. Angels, please. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, my headphones <laughs> fell out while I was doing that. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um. <laughs> We'd sure love media cringe at <laughs> Mr. Iger, Bobby, can I call you Bobbers? Bobbers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you almost made it, Brookie. I know, I don't think I can do it. Bobbers. <laughs> so good. It's better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Just the way your voice is saying Bobbers <laughs> makes me laugh. <laughs> uh, okay. Wait. Okay. Should I start from the beginning again? Mr. Iger, Bobby, can I call you Bobbers? Bobbers. <laughs> okay, just start with just start at Bobby. Okay. Just say Bobby. Okay. I'm trying to think of something really sad. Okay. Bobbers. <laughs> 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 uh.